0: We'll be talking about Derek and the Dominoes, Layla, and other assorted love songs. In the room, I have Rob, Ben, and Adam. Layla and other assorted love songs is a double album by the English-American blues rock band Derek and the Dominoes, released on 9th of November, 1970, produced by Tom Dowd as executive producer and also the band Derek and the Dominoes. The genre is blues rock, and from all music reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Wishing to escape the superstardom expectations that sank Blind Faith before it launched, Eric Clapton retreated with several sidemen from Delaney and Bonnie to record the material that would form Layla and other assorted love songs. From these meager beginnings grew his greatest album. Dwayne Allman joined the band shortly after recording began and his spectacular slide guitar pushed Clapton to new heights. Then again, Clapton may have gotten there without him, considering the emotional turmoil he was in during the recording. He was in hopeless, unrequited love with Patty Boyd, the wife of his best friend, George Harrison. And that pain surges throughout Layla, especially on this epic title track. But what really makes Layla such a powerful record is that Clapton, ignoring the traditions that occasionally painted him into a corner, simply tears through these songs with burning, intense emotion. Initially regarded as a critical and commercial disappointment, it failed to chart in Britain and peaked at number 16 on the Billboard Top LP Charts in the U.S. It returned to the U.S. charts again in 72, 74, 77, and has since been certified platinum. The album finally debuted on the U.K. chart in 2011, peaking at number 68. All right, what do we think of Derek and the Dominoes?
1: I thought that... Derek and the Dominoes was going to be a 50s throwback because of the name. And then it was a bunch of Eric Clapton that became they very upset. <laughs> very, very upset indeed. Houdini'd you. Oh my God. <laughs> 74 fucking minutes of this shit. Who? Who? Who, who?
2: We were I like who, it. just recently talking about uh, CCR's Cosmos Factory, and we were kind of harping on them for putting filler in the album. And here we are at Layla and other of love songs, which has to be... At, so, I'm not a big fan of Clapton, but taken at face value, I think he could have lost 60% of this album and had, and had a stronger record. <laughs> oh, I boy. I kind of like this record. Oh. I
0: didn't love it, but there's a lot going on here that I really like, and I agree
2: with that statement. I agree with that statement. <laughs> And I also, I don't have only bad things to say about this album. Yeah. I'm going to preface by that. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 me too. Okay. Cool. Go for it, Ben. What do you, okay. <laughs> uh, I I do like that this really is a band record. This isn't an Eric Clapton record. And it's not just in the title. Uh, I know that he did, the, the title was intentional. Like he didn't want people to think like, Oh, this is, the, this is the new Eric Clapton show. And he tried to hide behind that fake name. But even even p- past the title, the, yeah, the, the the members of this band are shining. And uh, I think that they are as big of a part of this record as Eric Clapton. Uh, when you read the intro, you were talking about how Eric, uh, the, that guy uh, said that Eric Clapton might have been able to get there without Dwayne Allman. Hard to disagree. I I think that having the having the two guitar players having the Dwayne Allman I think has the most memorable riffs on this Eric Clapton I, record. Just
0: that, I
3: completely agree with I that. I think
0: that he was saying that it was pushing Clapton and Clapton might have gotten there eventually. It does. It doesn't mean that on this album particular. I think he was just saying in his career it pushed Clapton to this to elevate his playing and his you know yeah. style or whatever. I so, think that
2: had they not had, like, a happenstance uh, encounter and in gotten Dwayne Allman just happened to come in, at, like, they, they met and they became fast friends, and then Eric Clapton was like, oh, we're recording this album, you should come in, bring your guitar. I think had that not happened, we wouldn't be talking about this album today. I don't think it would be in this book.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Is I sure. think
3: the the... Tone difference between the two guitars. I get that you get like these two players in the room and like you want to have them bounce off each other, but it's just like I I prefer it's Dwayne Allman, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I prefer Dwayne's uh, stuff so much more stylistically, tonally, performance. I mean, he's he's got such a strong. vibration on his slide playing and it makes it so warm and the notes just sound awesome and then you got this kind of like brash clapton style that's like somehow not i've never liked his guitar playing and i've never liked his signature tone either because it's like somehow both like it's like thin and heavy-handed at the same time it's really technical it's just like I
0: wouldn't even say really technical.
3: No, no. The t- I'm more talking about tone, I guess. But there, okay. yeah, his tone, his—it's like a—it's th- a very thin sound. It's a very
0: thin, the Stratocaster sound,
3: and it's very. Yeah. um It just—it doesn't. I feel like his tone is really similar to his vocal style, which is, um, I'm bored, and uh, I just, He's not like he's a competent singer, and obviously he's you know a, a strong guitar player, but. I don't care and it's just there's nothing he does that ever makes me interested and the only thing that kept me going through this record other than the fact that like there's plenty of players on here you know doing a competent job was Dwayne Allman. I mean I I would hear a cool little riff or a nice tone that would pop out and I I would
1: get more excited. So is Dwayne Allman doing second vocal on this as well? No. who's, Who's that?
2: Uh. The other creative force in, and I'm blanking on his name. You might need to help me, Birch. There's the keyboard player that also came from the Delaney and Bonnie band, I think. And he he contributed songs. Uh, there's songs that he wrote with Clapton. There's songs Clapton wrote on his own. There's songs he wrote on his own. And he is the main backup vocalist. Yeah, Bobby, someone needs Bobby to, Whitlock. Someone
1: needs to tell that motherfucker to cool his goddamn
2: chest. <laughs> he came in fucking
1: Hot every goddamn song. I don't know what the fuck he was
2: going for, but it sucked, and I hated it. (laughs) He was trying to shine on an album that also contained Eric Clapton and Dwayne Allman. (laughs) uh,
1: Speaking to your point of, like, why are all these Why are all these guitar things happening at once? Did you guys notice on the song? I know that wasn't your point, but I'm segueing no, um, okay. on the song. Why does love have to be so sad? There's literally two guitar solos while another solo's going on underneath. <laughs> like the
2: fuck. There's a lot of pickers in the room.
0: I have about this album and that's the other one is that every if every song has a killer feeling, it solo it loses it's magic I
3: completely agree yeah.
0: so I really like the I like the playing uh, for the most part I like the harmonies you know them backing each other up it feels kind of like the band actually in this a little I can, bit harder I can see that yeah. like a harder rock version of that loose laid back kind of thing except when they do straight ahead blues not a fan of, of that. Like You're not a fan of the blues? A, of, it, of their it version It of sounds like... Of Miller
2: just said he wasn't a fan of straight-ahead blues. He loves heard the here. blues. Chico- <laughs> Chicago blues. It sounds like fucking Ribfest at Indiana. <laughs> like, <laughs> but when they're doing this sort of oh, 70s rock and roll... And believe me, I know what Ribfest in Indiana sounds <laughs> <it is. laughs> <laughs> The mayor of Ribfest over here is weighing in. Him. But too much,
0: too much on the... Like, Best. every single... Mm, Song has a part in the, the song that is just like now we have the solo.
1: Every single, it's literally yeah.
0: like it's literally like break
1: and now, now it's solo time. Yeah, Better take a solo. Yeah, and it's not even that. Like it, it is exactly that. Each one of these songs, if they had stuck with the three minute mark, totally fine. But yeah, the fucking solo was added on. They tacked on another two and a half to three minutes simply to have that happen, and there was there was no reason.
3: I will say that the my favorite Super moments. Exits are when there's a melody that's clearly introduced by Dwayne Allman. Um, Like, they just did one in the song that we have in our ears right now. And uh, (laughs) it's very, like, his stuff always has this very, like, churchy, soulful kind of vibe Mm -hmm. to it that that I love. And that was a group that I never thought I would get into, and then I realized, oh, they're very good, and I love them. (laughs) The Allman Brothers? Yeah, the Allman Brothers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I got into them in, like, early high school, and... They were one of the surprise acts for me. but And I, and you completely see how they, they got into that, like Muscle Shoals and, like, you know, accepted by the soul and blues world because, like, well, they've got soul. And every time that there was a melody that I felt strongly about on this record, I'd be like, oh, wait, that just sounds like the Allman Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I thought that was really odd because it was like, well, I know who wrote it. Yeah. So it's, it's just sort of like, and I think that's fine. Like, it doesn't make, I don't, Hate this record. I don't think it's like terrible. I just I just think there's people who shine and people who don't.
2: Yeah. I don't know if we've ever uh recorded conversations for this project before, but I know that I've been part of conversations before about Eric Clapton's guitar playing, and, and that he in at least in my opinion, he doesn't really have much of a style. Like you don't hear four bars of Eric Clapton yeah. solo that you've never heard before Mac. Oh, that must be Clapton. Yeah, it's not like, <laughs> <you> know, like <laughs> he's no Kirk Hammett.
3: Well I, like, or even you, like a Stevie Ray Vaughn who's like got that super signature sound that's like it's like that really fat sound and he's got a style that like I can pick it
2: out. I'm yeah, not you, a big fan, but I, I know even, what he like, sounds like. Even Jack White, you know, yeah, like yeah. he plays and you know it's him.
0: You know what I could counter with that though, is that there's so many guitars uh, yeah. that were inspired by Clapton that he got he got caught he's like now S- just within the he's the the drop within the
3: the yes. river. So let's talk about this actually because I, about a year ago or so or whenever we recorded it, Eric Clapton came up, I think when we did Blues Breaker maybe. Ugh. Oh yeah. And so we had a conversation and the question was, because I was thinking about this today, the question was, um, oh, why is this in the book? And then we, someone said, oh, well, you know, Clapton and inf- his style influenced a lot of people. Then we started talking about the quality of the people that he influenced and the idea of like, I think this is the the big question is, like, if this British guy starts basically playing a like Southern Black American person's music, and then say starts... Northern Chicago, oh Chicago,
1: yeah, well sorry, sorry. It, it all came cool. from the Delta. Well, yeah, yeah, But yeah.
2: if we're talking blues, we I should just want to clarify clarify this Fair is that sure, he plays, plays this Northern blues. Yeah. But so the baby, but blues. if he's sort of
3: yeah. like you know yes. the next iteration of uh, a style of music that is widely associated with a very different uh place and person you know uh and the people that he influences like it, are we just diluting the subject over and over again or is it or is it growing and making natural uh evolution or changes and for me it's like i don't i don't know that i'm like a big fan of all the people that eric clapton inspired <laughs> I think that you have to sometimes ask that question when you're talking about genre music and say, like, at what point is it just like watering it down more and more?
1: Well, I think he's patient
0: X. I think he, I mean, I think he's making it exciting for his fellow, his peers. That's, I mean, that's. That's kind of what he's doing, and w- when we talked about the Rolling Stones, same thing. It's like they're u- using that as a catalyst to be like, I'm really interested in this stuff.
3: Instead of introducing new people.
0: To, yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah, I, I don't think any of us are like big clap... Not, what did they call their fans? Clapton heads? Uh, uh, Clapheads. <laughs> Clapheads. They've no, all, no, they've all got the clap. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, the clap. They're
2: down with the clap. Okay. Okay. Uh. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Class <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of uh,
3: class holes, uh, did Sarah heard this on, and she
2: was like, ugh, Clapton. Eric Clapton's a shitty dude. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, yeah, so, like, granted, uh, Patty Boyd, uh, George Harrison's wife, total fox. Also, I read her Wikipedia page, seems like a really awesome person, too. Total, like, legit reasons to get a crush on someone, but that doesn't mean that you then go and and like air all of your your feelings uh, on on this recorded album f- just for them to fucking listen to and then and then later on, things didn't work out for uh, for George Harrison and Patty Boyd. They split amicably uh, and she started uh dating Eric Clapton shortly after that. And uh,
3: they were married less than two years after th- she
2: divorced with George Harrison. Mm-hmm. It was like. And George Harrison, because he's a cool dude, was pretty cool with it and even referred to Eric Clapton as his husband in law. <laughs> <laughs> but then Eric Clapton doesn't even appreciate what he's got. He mistreats this woman the whole time they're together. He's, he just becomes like a, a piss drunk. He abuses her physically, he cheats on her all the time. And. She is then, by the end of their relationship, she's like, oh, you don't even love me. You just wanted whatever George had. And that's because he's a shitty person. They paved paradise, put up a parking lot, man. Seriously, they paved paradise. And they put up a parking lot. It's
3: the exciting like, crows
2: version? So he's, he, he, so he's, he's got like these two discs of love songs about this woman he's infatuated with that he should just fucking walk away from. He, You know he dated Patty Boyd's sister to get closer to Patty Boyd? The long con. Oh god. Seriously, this fucking guy. Yeah. And then he finally gets her, and he just abuses her and mistreats her. He is a shitty person, and he is mediocre at guitar. And <laughs> that is my official opinion. <laughs> Alright.
3: About this record? About this record. Okay, thank you. Um. That's
2: a good point, George. Good point.
1: I just think sometimes you gotta talk about it. I get it. Yeah, oh, sure. I mean, uh, what things I, about I, Patty Boy. I think that uh, this version of Little Wing is better than... Uh, I disagree with that. Uh, than think Jimmy's? It, uh, I think it's better than Jimmy's. No, not even close. I like this version a lot. I, I think it's better. I do much like better.
0: this. I like this version, but there's no way.
3: I like Jimmy's version the most. Jimmy. Yeah. I, I,
0: prefer I mean,
3: this one. against the Ray Vaughn also covered this one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Man, there are some good songs on here. That's That's what kind of tears me about this album is just like these, these little things like having just here's not in, well integrated solos just kind of feeling like oh now we take a solo now part A part B now solo now back you know bridge now it, it just feels a little stilted to me what if this had been a single album Birch I would appreciate a lot more I think I would like this album if it was a single so album those are the two things that's why I don't think I can Go all the way, like I would be in positive territory if it, we wouldn't have like just these kind of um, necessary. They felt like necessary solos, and if
2: the length of the album was shorter. Well, you know? how are
1: you going to get Patty Boyd's attention unless you do <laughs> you, two, you two albums, two albums <laughs> well, worth the
2: material? You, you you buy an abstract painting of her and put it on the cover, I guess.
3: One's for her sister, one's for her. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Is that why uh, uh, Harrison comes out with a three-parter this next time? <laughs> I, don't on, that, I don't even
2: think that was about Patty <laughs> Boyd. I think it's just songs that the Beatles didn't let him put on albums. <laughs> hey, you want to hear a cool anecdote about an average song? Uh, well, at least their version of it. King to, King to the High Or Key to the Highway. Uh, it's a blues cover. and oh, big, uh, big boozy bro? Yeah. 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 Uh, so if you'll notice, it's a fade in and that's generally a signifier of uh, an impromptu studio jam that they just turn the tape on because they're, they're getting somewhere. Mm. And the reason they were jamming on that song was because down the hall from where they were recording, uh, recording Layla and stuff, uh, Dwayne Allman was also participating in the recording of uh, an album by a recording artist, Sam Sutton. Sam Samudio Mm. and they were doing Key to the Highway and they could hear it through the walls and it kind of got stuck in their head and so they just started riffing along and playing it and then they started recording it and I thought that was interesting enough. That I'm like, oh man, well, who's this Sam Samudio and why is Dwayne Allman playing on his album? It's fucking Sam the Sham, man. Oh,
0: awesome. Hey, yeah, it was there, Sam Little the Little Sham Little was reco- yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. He he by by nineteen seventy he had dropped his stage name and was releasing uh an, an album under his his actual name Sam Samudio. it's called Sam Hard and Heavy. And I think it's just all blues rockers. Huh. Nice. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I always liked Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Yeah, yeah, he was always great. And that's why Key to the Highway is on this album. They were playing it because it was stuck in their head because they could good... hear Sam the Sham recording it through the walls. That's a good one. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't really like that that song though. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> an like, it's an average song. Yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of there. I think that it doesn't belong. I think that if it had been a single album, it wouldn't have made the cut. But it does have a cool backstory. Yeah. All right, what do you think, Robert? About the record? Yep. I That's would, what we're talking about. Uh,
1: I would say, nah. But there's... Um, unless you're really into this particular style of music, I, I don't think there's anything <laughs> worth talking about. I think Layla's kind of a shit song, but the outro is good. But the outro might only be good because I like Goodfellas. Not Honestly, I, I don't. I don't know if there's any redeeming quality aside from their better cover of Little, Little Wing. I don't know. So no, fuck this. Get so it out have my face. I'm done. Sometimes oh, wow. the
2: Weather Channel will use the outro of Layla when they're just showing so Doppler good. footage. <laughs> oh my god! It's just like, and now here's That's so appropriate. And now here's three minutes of Doppler footage of North America, and it'll just be the outro be, of Layla yeah. with like. Oh gosh that's that's not even a joke i'm dead serious i love that okay. um you gave it a nah nah i'm gonna give it a meh okay yeah so, so n- neutral. N- neutral on me i think this album i think it has its moments i think it's cool that you know I, I like that eric clapton tried to do the whole band thing and not just super group but like legit band i give him props for trying that uh I think it's cool that they're like the moments of happenstance, like Dwayne Allman just happened to meet them when they were getting ready to record. Them hearing "Sam the Sham Through the Walls." Whenever there's stuff like that that ends up on tape, I think it's kind of neat. But that being said, you know, I I I'm not into I'm not into more than half of it. The songs that I like are too long. The songs I don't like are really too long. I think uh,
3: I'm along the same lines. I might have given it a neutral if. It wasn't 14 songs that often have a editing problem. Um, <laughs> uh, like I don't, I don't hate this album. Um, I just my favorite part is is obviously like I said, uh, Dwayne Allman's playing. But it's like if this had been one album half the length, I might have put it in the neutral category. I just it's it just feels like a bit like a let's do some editing, boys. Awesome. In the songs editing and boys. in the album. Yeah. It's just too much for me.
0: Yeah. I man, I hate to I could I could totally see myself going for this, but I think you guys are right. It just it just needed to be cut down a bit. I mean it just it's a lot of material and it's okay material, but it's not great. They could have had it such a tight record.
2: They could've. Or maybe
3: if we just saw this performance as a show. Oh and yeah. We were just in the audience and like this is like a show length thing.
2: They never performed it live with Dwayne Allman.
3: Yeah, and there you go. I went on tour but Dwayne Allman didn't it's like cool, let's just remove the most important part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just I just I don't know. I, it just feels like a confused exercise.
0: Uh but I I don't know. I think I'd just go neutral on it. I <coughs> I'm I lean towards the positive if it could have just been a couple you know, just small changes, it could have been it could have been right there for me and there's a couple songs on here i really like um but then it gets dragged down by some of the others so yeah all right next time we'll be talking about miles davis bitches brew all right thanks y'all thank you